BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I have been reading Let's Not Meet stories for a while now, and I decided to share my experience with you all. A little background about myself. I am a 19-year-old female. I stand around 5'2", and roughly at 115 pounds. I am a sophomore at a university. Anyway, around midterms, a chemistry teacher decided to have a midterm review, so there were people from different chemistry classes. The room got crowded. I was with my best friend, Leo. Leo and I noticed one of the students sitting next to me at a distance. I didn't care because the class was full anyways. During the review, I noticed a guy was slowly scooting closer and closer to me. Note that I'm a bit claustrophobic. Leo noticed this as well and he told me to scoot closer to him and so I did. Thus, the guy began staring at me. He is sitting next to me, on the right side. The board is also on the right side, so if I look at the board, his face is right there. I began getting creeped out. I made eye contact with him, and I shit you not, he gave me the creepiest fucking smile I have ever seen. Finally, the midterm review was over. As I was getting my stuff ready to leave, the guy was standing at the door, staring at me, With that same fucking smile, Leo notices and tells me to stay with him. As we were leaving, the guy noticed that Leo is not leaving my side and left. Sadly, this wasn't my last encounter with this creep. Two weeks later, my girl best friend, Ella, was walking with me. It was 8 at night and we just finished our late class. It was dark as fuck, but there were some lights. As we were walking, guess who I see? The same fucking creep from the review. I look at Ella and tell her that it's the same creepy ass guy from the review. She told me to just ignore it. I make eye contact with the guy. I swear I was shitting bricks at this point because he, again, gave me the same fucking smile. Ella saw it as well and told me to just keep walking and hopefully he would just leave us alone. I shit you not, this creep turns around and starts walking behind us. I keep looking back, but trying not to look obvious. Ella and I are pretty much freaking the hell out because we were far away from where the cops usually stay. At this point, we are speed walking. 
We hear him whispering some stuff. I couldn't really pick up what he was saying. Thankfully, we see campus security. I look behind me to see that he was closer than ever. My friend Ella and I walk towards the security and pretend we are going to talk to him. The creep nopes the fuck out of there and walks away once he figures we are going to talk to security. Ella and I sit down because we were shaking pretty badly. I have not seen creepy guy for the rest of the semester and neither has Ella. And now that the new semester has started, creepy guy, let's not meet ever again. I went to a college in a town with a big university, a second school with about 5,000 students and a technical college. So there were a lot of young people around all the time. For context, I am a 5'11", slightly overweight female with broad shoulders, so people don't usually mess with me, but I do get the occasional creeper that says I'm a tall, cool glass of water, or damn legs, or other body parts. I led a few blocks from campus, so it was not uncommon for me to walk to and from classes. However, one night, I had met with a group for a class project after class, and we were later than I thought we would be, so I had to walk alone around 10pm in the dark. I was fine on campus, and about a block after leaving campus, I got a gut feeling that something was wrong. I knew there was someone following me, and most of the town was shut down. It was a small Midwest place where everything closes at 9pm during the week. A pizza place was open, but I had just passed it. I looked ahead, and there were two girls walking ahead with a pizza box, carrying it back to their apartment or wherever the hell they were going. I decided better to embarrass myself than to be a victim. I yell, Hey friends, wait up! These girls were total strangers, and they turned around, expecting to find a friend of theirs. Instead, what they saw was a strange girl flagging them down, and behind her, a guy in a hoodie who stopped walking. They both got gut feelings that something wasn't right, and decided to play along. Hey girl, on our way to Brandon's party, you want to walk with us? I caught up to them and pretended I needed to get something out of my bag, so we stepped to the side, and they both were giving me a freaked out look. At that moment, the hoodie man passed us with this look of hatred. His eyes were burnt into mine, and he continued walking. I ended up going to the party with my new friends. Later that night, we got a campus alert message that a student had been attacked a few blocks off campus, and the description matched the guy that was following me. We contacted police, and the guy was eventually caught. I still talk to those girls occasionally, though we live in different parts of the country now. But I am glad that I never met that man. So a little background info before I go into things. I am currently a 20-year-old gay male living in Iowa. I am a bigger set guy, but I have always struggled with depression and social phobia. This meant I didn't make friends very easily, and when I did make a friend, I was admittedly pretty clingy about them. By the time I got to college, this had mostly cleared up. 
but I still had some issues with it. Hopefully, this will help explain some of my actions in this story. My first year of college, I decided to go to the opposite end of the state from where I grew up. I wanted to feel independent, and I thought the distance would help force me to break out of my shell some. I was very wrong. I immediately became even more depressed than I already was, and it only took about two weeks of living there to start having suicidal thoughts. It didn't help any that the guy who I had been talking to and becoming friends with throughout the summer and was supposed to be living with in the dorms ended up not going to college, leaving me all alone in my dorm room. That is when I met Josh. Josh was another freshman on my floor, and after a brief conversation, I discovered he was bisexual. I immediately became attached to him as I had no other friends at the time, and I felt like we had a lot in common. Before you ask, no, we never had sex. He wasn't really my type, and I didn't want to ruin a friendship with sex. Anyways, we became friends rather quickly, and about a month into college, Josh asked me if I wanted to move into a different dorm room and building with him, as neither of us could afford to have a single room. And he said he knew people in this other building that we could hang out with and not feel so secluded. Being a little naive, I agreed, and within a week, we had packed up and moved all of our stuff into a different building. I didn't start having issues with Josh right away, but after a week or two, I started noticing some things that made me uncomfortable. I noticed numerous times that my movies and DVDs had been moved around and sometimes even left out in the room without their cases. I am really protective of my DVD collection and I wasn't alright with him using them without asking. I tried to bring this up with him and he said he would stop, but he never did. I also noticed that I was being sexed, as it's called many times. Usually about once a week, I would be forced to leave my room for hours on end. Normally I wouldn't have really cared, as I had no problem sitting in the dorm lounge until he got done, but he always chose to do it fairly late at night, sometimes even after I went to bed. I am not a night person, and most of my classes were early in the morning. So I got really upset about this, and I did bring it up to him. Again, he said he would stop, but he never did. There were a couple of other things that I didn't really think much of at the time, but now I am not so sure how innocent they were. For instance, I had to buy underwear about three times in the few months that I was living with him. I didn't think much of it, as I knew that college laundry rooms are notorious for having things stolen. But looking back, I am not sure if they even got that far. Also, I remember him having a real obsession with horror movies. At first this was great because I am a huge horror fan myself, but he preferred gore films, while I preferred the film to have a good story and atmosphere. He used to watch gory films like Saw and more all the time, and I vaguely remember waking up one night to see him touching himself while watching the remake of I Spit on Your Grave. At first, I wrote it off as him just scratching his leg, but now, I'm not so sure. Another issue that I had 
was that while he would kick me out of the room about once a week so he could have sex, I was never allowed to. Every time I asked him, he just complained about having a lot of homework he needed to work on and that he hated doing it anywhere but in his room. I tried to ignore it, but he also wouldn't even let me have some alone time to pleasure myself. Whenever I would get started, he would always seem to walk in the room and he told me to keep going and he would just ignore me and listen to music, but I don't think he ever did. Like I said, these were little things, but they started to get to me. So, before Thanksgiving break, I decided to look for a new roommate. I ended up finding one and had signed all the papers needed for me to switch rooms. But I had to wait until the end of the semester. This was not an issue with me, and I told Josh about this, and he seemed to take things just fine. Thanksgiving break came and went. It was only about four days, but it was a much-needed escape from college, and it was nice to see my family again. When I got back, though, I found that my roommate had not left campus for a break, like he said he was going to. I also found that he had taken all of my stuff, even things in the closet and drawers, and had thrown them into a giant pile in the middle of the dorm room. He had even gone so far as to buy new clothes to put in my old closet so that I didn't have room for my own. I complained to him and reminded him that I wasn't moving out for another three weeks but he simply said that he didn't care and that if I was going to leave, that he might as well help me out a little bit. This wasn't the last straw, however, and I still stayed there for about another week. That is, until he pushed me past my limits. My last night in that room, I had asked him if I could have the room to myself for a few hours, as I wanted to Skype with my long-distance boyfriend and would prefer if it was in private. He didn't seem upset about it and grabbed some homework and his laptop and left the room. Two hours later, at about 10 p.m., I finished my Skype conversation and had texted him saying he could come back in the room anytime he wanted. I stayed up for two more hours browsing the internet, but he never came back to the room. I didn't think anything of it and simply went to bed. At about two or three in the morning, I was suddenly woken up by the sound of death metal music blaring so loud in my room that my RA halfway down the hall was woken up by it, followed shortly by a really loud bang as someone slammed my door shut. I got up and shut off the music, finding a CD of Josh's and his CD player, and at first didn't think much of it until I saw he had left a note as well. Next time, don't treat your roommates like shit, or else you won't wake up at all. That was the last I could take. I had done nothing to him that would be considered treating him like shit, and I was terrified about the threat he had given me. I called campus security, and they came out and took my statement. But since Josh wasn't there and hadn't done anything illegal, they couldn't do anything. The officer just advised that I stay in a friend's room for the night and that I move out of the room as soon as possible. I told my RA and the head of the dorm building the situation, and they gave me permission to start moving the next day. I didn't have any other issues with Josh after I left, but my story 
doesn't end here. About halfway through the next semester, I walked into the main lobby of the dorm building and saw Josh with all of his stuff next to him, and he was talking to a couple of police officers, not campus security guards, actual police officers, one of which never took his hand off of his gun the entire time he was around Josh. At first, I just laughed and figured he had gotten into some sort of trouble that I thought he deserved. That is, until I got brought into the dorm office the next day to talk to a couple of officers. They asked me a couple of questions about Josh, like, why did I stop living with him as my roommate? If I knew anything about him having used any kind of illegal substances, and if I ever knew him to be a violent individual. I told them everything that I had told all of you, that when we were living together, he did smoke marijuana now and then, but I didn't really care as I have no issues with people who smoke pot. I don't do it myself, mind you, but I also don't believe it should be an illegal substance. Anyways, I asked him why I was being questioned, and what they said made my heart drop into my stomach. Apparently, Josh was into using a lot more than just weed. He apparently had started using cocaine, meth, and even some heroin at some point in his short college life. About a week ago, Josh had apparently used heroin and ended up severely attacking another student in one of his classes. He smashed his face in with a heavy textbook and apparently he also stabbed him with a pencil before running out of class. When he got back to the dorm, he completely trashed the place. He ended up breaking his TV, his gaming systems, DVDs, CDs, even the college furniture in the windows. He also took some more drugs and ended up overdosing, meaning he had to go to the hospital for an entire week until he was better. When he got out, he was banned from the campus and the police were there to make sure he had gotten off the premises before midnight or else they were going to arrest him. Luckily, he didn't have a roommate when all of this happened, so no one else but the student from his class ended up getting hurt. Still, part of me wonders what could have happened if I had still been his roommate and had been home during this incident. Would he have attacked me as well? Am I lucky to even be alive right now? I never saw or heard from Josh ever again, and I am beyond glad about this. I have since moved back to my hometown, and I am going to school here, and I have yet to have any other major problems like this when it comes to college. But I still wonder, what could have happened if I hadn't gotten out of there when I had? So Josh, the roommate who made my first semester of college a living hell, let's never meet again.